Hi guys, welcome to We Are Curious. Sorry you missed us last week, you know, we went for Easter, but we are happy to be back. Um, a couple of hot topics today. Uh, first of all, we have to discuss IMF's uh, demand for local lending. Should we expect higher taxes or not? To, uh, we've, we've seen the Kenyan shilling is, is gaining strength against the dollar. We'll also talk about that three. Um, the Nigerian SEC is clamping down on um, unregulated platforms, especially um, around trading around global stocks. Um, and then, of course, at a, at a global level, we'll talk about the Coinbase IPO. Welcome to today's discussion. Alright guys, uh, I guess that's it. So Ali, where do we start off this? There are lots of very hot topics that you've mentioned today. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where we should start, but I think definitely what, what we've really had this week to, to, to pick up speed with has been the IMF. Uh, we've seen a lot of uproar. There's actually a petition. The guys are actually signing online uh, mm -hmm. to actually ask the IMF to, uh, to, to stop lending to Kenya. So I don't know. I don't know your thoughts. Maybe we'd start. Let's just pick it up from Speed Jackson. What do you think? Do you think we're in a good <laughs> state or, 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 or we're moving in somewhere that we're not supposed to be at? Uh, that feels like you guys putting me on the spot. <laughs> with a very very hot topic um, well uh, I think maybe maybe in regards to that uh, to the IMF story uh, and I think a lot has been said about uh, the NTA I, I believe we had this discussion even before they approved the uh, the loan facility sometime I think like two months ago uh, and again I asked the same question uh, why is it when the IMF is in town taxes go up and you guys at that time did not want to answer me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's very funny that this uproar is happening now because um, I, I think I think we 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 um, looking at historically uh, the IMF as an organization we sort of anticipated that uh, that of course they, they they want to have a lot of control over fiscal policies and just um, the runnings of say uh, the monetary policies especially in a country whenever they give you uh, loans so it was kind of expected uh, and i think one of the few things that they've said is they would they're recommending that we the government takes back the vat to 16 percent which again for me i feel is i i feel it's very very punitive we are already looking at uh, over the roof fuel prices uh, which we've discussed again in in earlier sessions so um asking for higher taxes again i feel like it's going to be it's going to be hard for more people uh so for me uh, the government is in is not in a good position especially with the imf story uh, we need to raise um more taxes to take care of uh, as we've mentioned debts that are due for payment uh the three trillion dollar uh, budget that's due for financing in a few months uh so we need money from all sources so interesting to see what happens well uh Eric, i think i would agree with you it's, it's very punitive for imf to come into place and we're seeing taxes already uh really pushing us up to uh, i'd say kenyans are literally dying of taxes here and, uh, and and there's a joke that has been going online that the debts that 
that the current government, the current regime is going to leave us with is going to be paid by our kids, our grandkids, their children and their children's children. And we will continue to pay this debt all round. So I'm just worried about the level because um, sometime back we had um, the CES, that's Ukuri attorney say that, and, and this is what all these guys have been mentioning time over time. When Henry Rotich was the CES treasury, he kept saying that our debt level is still not uh, that bad. Uh, we're seeing as well, Yatani um, also mentioned that as well. So my concern really is to what level do we want to appoint where, and, and we saw also that, just before I mentioned, we, we saw that um, last year we had debt repayments actually surpass even even uh, the public wage bill, which has for yeah. long been considered as the major, um, I'd, I'd say the, the, the major budget allocation usually goes to, uh, to the public wage bill, but now we're seeing that going to debt repayment. At the same time, my concern really is we're seeing most of these um, we're seeing most of these projects per se that the government has borrowed to 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 to, to really work on, really not being um, as productive as the government would really hope for them to be. That's my major concern. Yeah. We're seeing most of these products or these projects turning into white elephants. We're seeing um, the SGR ending at, um, at at no man's land somewhere in Suswa. And while the government keeps saying that they have plans for it, I still think we need to do a lot more. We are seeing countries that we had projected to move to uh, through to move to move up and pick up speed with the SGR like Uganda looking on other sources to hit the port like um, Dar es Salaam. Uh, so those are just my concerns coming in here and there. Yeah. I don't know what, what, what you think, Ali. Um, I think, uh, you know, as as we think about about this, I think I want to pose this question: What are the what are some of the um, alternatives to the IMF debt? Well, uh, I think one of the few things which has been discussed, and I think uh, the CEO of the exchange was at was in Parliament a few days ago. And um, the submission he gave was that if the government considered selling stake in um, in the in the companies that it holds, uh, so that's your Safaricom, KCB, a um, couple of other listed companies, uh, they could actually raise close to eight billion dollars, mm-hmm. which is about seven hundred, you know, eight hundred B plus, you know, and that's quite sizable because if you look at the deficit our um, budget deficit is within that that range about 800 uh, billion uh, kenya shillings so um, his sort of recommendation was the government should at least consider um, putting up to sell some stake uh, in some of the listed companies locally that's just one avenue in which we can basically raise uh, the revenue that we need without really going uh, to take loans from say the IMF uh, but I think also the other thing that um, that's happening is is um, is that I think there's the there is um, I'm not quite sure when it is but I believe Parliament is going to resume to um, discuss a couple of things. 
correct me if I'm wrong, uh, or just maybe Felix, feel free to come in. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Parliament is going to reconvene uh, to just discuss uh, a couple of uh, these issues as well. Uh, but then the other thing that the IMF have put a condition on is that we need to relook at the at sort of the wage bill, uh, especially. Uh, so I know there's going to be lots of job cuts as well, uh, because restructuring has to go on especially in government and all of that so we expect a lot a lot a lot a lot of um, a lot of movement a lot of moving parts in the next few months as you know the government tries to actually just uh, comply to the key issues that were raised by the IMF uh, I know also they they raised the issues about the public uh, the parastatals which the uh, government holds that are not quite profitable mm -hmm. uh, which were one of the biggest source of risk as per the IMF so uh, the public universities um, your KPLC your ports um, your KQ so uh, again expect a lot of action uh, around those parastatals and maybe privatization of a, a couple of them uh, yeah that's what I would expect from my end uh, but you know I, 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 would, I have a very different uh, reservation when it comes to the government really selling their stake in some of these companies mm -hmm. and and um, Eric there's a time back when when we had uh, a conversation with, with a government official um, and he mentioned somebody from the Treasury and he said that it made sense. It was way back in 20, I think 2015. And he said the main reason why the government is not in a position to really let go of some of these, uh, of their stake in some of these companies is because of the public interest and public importance mm -hmm. that these companies really hold when it comes okay. to, to governments. Okay. Uh, you'd imagine what level of media, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, what level of um, of uh, what level of watch generally that mm -hmm. we wouldn't really have if the government was to let go of their stake in Safaricom, for example. The energy, no, no, just let me finish. Okay, let's start KCB. Uh, even on KCB, uh, what was the, the interest? The government has a lot of interest in the banking no, sector, no, but we have regulators in place. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure. Like I'm not so sure that's that's no, a sustainable no, no, no. way. That, that's that, that is mm -hmm. totally not sustainable, way, Felix. The government generally wants mm -hmm. to have a little bit of a, of control mm -hmm. in these sectors. The same way the government, um, to some point, the government really held its stake in um, in Uchumi for a very long time, mm -hmm. mainly because they never wanted retail investors or uh, sorry the retailers, retailers mm -hmm. to start to, to probably start doing their own pricing within various um, sectors, mostly for the, for the, for, for just generally for the retailers. I feel like for, from a regulatory and overs oversight standpoint, that's... It makes sense. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Here's oh the thing, God. because... That argument is so 2000. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, but come on. Yeah, uh, no, Do you think no. our government is thinking 2020? No, no, no. Our government is borrowing like uh -huh. we're, we're in 1980. Mm -hmm. But Felix, uh -huh. in this day and age, there's no reason why the government has taken KCB. Please, just try to explain that. Like, there's, there's absolutely no reason oh why. You guys have not seen KCB pay government huge sums of dividends. Uh, that's okay. As, yeah. as for, for that point of paying dividends, that makes sense. But not from a regulatory and oversight point of view. Eunice, do you agree with that? 
even for Safaricom, I don't think the government is in there for, for regulation because that's the whole essence where we have your communications authority, you have your CBK, you have your CMA, you have all these bodies that actually make sure that then industries can grow without the government really needing to interfere with them. Uh, and again, if, if you look at some of these sectors, uh, and if we're talking just... Um, if you look at, say, a body like KQ, which again continues to divide opinion, <laughs> Do you, would you think, uh, and, and again, they, they approved a 36 billion uh, shilling uh, bailout, you know, plus um, they scrapped the minimum, minimum tax for, for KQ, which again is quite unfair because there's thousands of, uh, there's thousands of, of, um, there's thousands of small businesses that are actually going to pay minimum tax. Uh, and here you have an organization that should actually be very profitable, uh, that gets government bailout, but again, at the end of the day, you're still uh, giving them leeways to not pay minimum tax. So what is it that, how do you justify such policies by the government? I think, I think a kill is beyond, uh, <laughs> honestly, K my is where you draw the line. KQ is where I draw the line. <laughs> I think right now the company that the government should actually be putting a little bit more funding to, which a little because because this is a company that I believe is highly undervalued. Apart from corporate mismanagement, it has a lot of future prospects. That would be Kenya Power. Why? Where are we really moving with KQ? I think KPLC has more importance to the economy uh, than <laughs> KQ does, to be honest. I know, I know there's a monopoly. Lots, I know there's a political aspect that guys have mentioned about um, about about KQ, but my honest opinion is we can do without KQ. But right now, the level of um, at least the level of power where we are, um, at least power supply in our country, I honestly think we need Kenya power. The government should put more into into KQ. You see. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know what you guys. Think. No, I agree with you. Uh, in terms of say uh, Kenya Power, uh, again, Kenya Power is a monopoly that uh, that's a, I hope a session for another day. But also just finishing up on on the IMF story, I, I feel like Felix, we need to in our Wednesday session next week, we need to bring in a couple of economists and hold a discussion around um, and the IMF, IMF uh, and just fiscal policy uh, in general and what the government can do to remedy that. Because what I was referring to earlier was uh, Parliament sh should reconvene to raise the debt uh, ceiling to about 9.75 trillion, dollar, trillion think, Kenya shillings. You know our government is so quick to, to fill the gap. The other day and remember... <laughs> <laughs> You remember when 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 Yatani picked up? Yeah. I think the debt ceiling was way way lower. I think yeah. around uh, around I think around six trillion. Mm -hmm. And he went and requested for nine trillion. And the MPs were like, "Why would you request for nine trillion? Why don't you make it seven? Mm -hmm. And he was quick to judge that. Why do I need to come back to you guys later? Mm -hmm. While well, I can just request for this and never come back. Mm -hmm. And we're here, guys. We are back to <laughs> yeah. Parliament again. And I know definitely. Because, yeah, they will. And because of the political, I, we are never political in this show, but I'll just mention because of the current setup in which parliament is set up, I, I honestly believe if Yatani goes to parliament and requests for that ceiling to be lifted, it definitely will pass through. Yeah. So, guys, I think Kenyans, we are on our own, man. <laughs>
again again for, for for me i think the frustration with most kenyans is um it's not about the debt it's about where is that money going where where is it going to how is it going to be used so if if you could clearly see there is a a vaccination rollout plan that actually needs funding and it's clearly in place and it's being implemented Kenyans wouldn't have a problem with that if you'd actually see that there is measures that have been taken to uh, cushion businesses small businesses that have been affected by the pandemic that is very clear and you know um, people can feel it people wouldn't have an issue with say the curfew but the whole uh, issue is that um, you're taking more debt but they are going to um, projects that aren't really priorities uh, to the common citizen <laughs> and again there is lots and lots of uh, pilferage and just wastage of, of the funds so I, I think for me that's 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 where I'll end this discussion imagine, <laughs> I imagine, imagine today we've lost 2 billion <laughs> <laughs> Felix you digress <laughs> uh, on to on to other matters. Um, recently, we've seen that uh, the shilling is is um, gaining gaining some strength against the dollar. Slightly, uh, slightly. We shouldn't be very very happy about it. We let's let's talk about it still, um, mm-hmm. especially on um, on uh, I think on Thursday is when we hit around one o seven point eight five. Is it? Felix, do we? I know. I we already know Eric's standpoint from. From his comment and his interruptions, Felix, <laughs> what do you think this will mean for us? Uh, I think with with the, with the dollar weakening, what we say, what we're really supposed to expect, which is unlikely, is uh, generally uh, what the trend usually is when the dollar weakens. There are a lot of things that usually decline in terms of prices. An example of them is oil. When the dollar weakens, oil becomes very cheap. And so we have oil, um, generally the oil prices would always decline. I think that's something we are not supposed to expect because IMF is expecting, <laughs> <laughs> expecting As to pay 16% taxes to, to go back to, to 16 mm. That's for Kenya. But generally we're seeing a lot, at least um, with, with a weaker dollar we expect, at least when it, ta- when it comes back to now terms of import, uh, importing and everything else, it's slightly easier. So, so, so that's one thing that I would really look into. Um, another thing that I'm really hoping is that when it comes to debt repayment, because most of our debt is, is in the dollar, mm-hmm. it also becomes slightly easier for us to settle our debt when it's um, in, 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 in um, when, when, the, when the dollar is weak. And then also on the other hand, we're going to see mostly we'll see other things like maybe gold really appreciating in price because for stuff now like gold and like oil which has which which you you have the price really the the, the price would, would be proportional to uh would the price activity in oil would almost follow what uh, the dollar would follow looking at it from another standpoint stuff like gold when they become easily affordable a lot of guys will always want to accumulate more and so the price would definitely uh, go up. So that's that's just my thought. But locally, I don't think that's going to affect us. And just as Eric mentioned, this is not the first time that the dollar has probably lost ground a bit, but it usually comes back even harder. Mm-hmm. We saw a report last year by APSA where they mentioned that that likely this year um, they had they had a focus that 
this year the Kenya shilling might actually trade at 120. Jesus. And I I don't know. I don't know guys, I'm I'm literally in tears. I, I, I don't know what would happen if it gets that. Yeah, Davis, maybe uh, I know you want you you had a future thoughts to share in regards to to that. So maybe uh, you know uh, you can just come in. Davis, sorry, Davis. It's actually a really good thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm saying. With regard to the dollar weakening, it's actually a good thing. Um, people don't actually know this, but you must realize that for every one shilling that the dollar moves, um, so for example, if it moves from 100 to 101, our debts go up by 30, is it 30 billion? Yeah, imagine that has happened. That's the problem of our <laughs> dollar-denominated debts. Uh-huh. So it's coming down, it's <laughs> our interest expenses actually go down, which is quite a good thing. And by the way, um, contrary to what many people are saying, I actually agree with the IMF, not actually with increasing taxes, but to the extent that <laughs> the problem is that we take a lot of large debts that are um, very expensive. These euro bonds is what you should be complaining over, actually, because <laughs> IMF loans are really cheap. <laughs> the euro bonds are quite expensive, and so now, now um, with regard to what is this? With regard to the IMF actually giving us loans, it has, it's like we're taking this debt to repay off the more expensive debt and, you know, it's a form of refinancing, which is actually really good. And, you know, the dollar weakening is a good thing and I think it will continue. Actually, dollar demand has been decreasing in light of the fact that the U.S. has been printing like there's no tomorrow. There's a way that the country has become fiscally responsible. And honestly, uh, yeah, that's why we shift to what bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 yeah and there's there's, uh, there's another there's another infrastructure package that's coming up by the biden administration so oh. more money more very, money very anyway I, I think davis oh, on in regards to your to your thoughts around imf and debt uh, i i i think we should uh, we should have that discussion on on our wednesday session where we we just look at um uh, from an economical point of view and have a few uh, people coming in to just dissect that uh, because as you're mentioning uh, it's more we are using um, their their loan to actually pay off the more expensive uh, debts that we already have yeah that sounds like a good idea cool um Onto uh, onto onto other issues. I know this is this is not one of the things that we'd uh, we'd sort of uh, planned to discuss today. But then we saw that the U.S. Um, issued a travel advisory against Kenya. Level four travel. Actually, the U.S. also issued a travel advisory <laughs> against mm-hmm. Kenya yesterday. And um, I think most of us missed this. But then they had um, the CDC issued a level four travel advisory against Kenya in March because of um, rising rising COVID cases. Mm-hmm. And uh, the argument was that um, Kenyan, at the moment, oh, well, at that time, we did not have enough um, oxygen. And our, like, enough what? Yes, <laughs> enough oxygen and... Um, in the air or in the hospital? No, in the, <laughs> in the hospitals. <laughs> and, um, and our hospitals, like, were especially in terms of uh, bed space, we were a little bit strained. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they reissued it, I think, um, two days ago. Mm-hmm. 
and um, apart from like apart from COVID nineteen, they also pointed out to a few uh, safety and security issues. You know, kidnapping, crime, <laughs> terrorism. I think my issue is with the wording of that travel advisory. Man, I know. Jackson, could you share it on the forum? <laughs> I personally, I haven't seen it. I haven't uh, seen let something. Me, let me share. We, so we wrote an article uh, about it, and I just put it on the forum. The wording was just so you bad. Just honest. No, come on. Honest. It wasn't very researched. Okay, let me let me just. She said anywhere in Nairobi. Let me just read. This is not well. This is not well well worded. Yes, please, Ali, help us. Additionally, the travel advisory calls for reconsideration of visiting Isli and Kibera at all times due to crime and kidnapping, violent crimes such as armed robbery, carjacking, mugging, home invasion, and kidnapping can occur at any time. <laughs> Street crime can involve multiple armed assailants. Local police often lack the resources and training to respond effectively oh, to serious oh, criminal man. incidents. And <laughs> this is bad. You know, I woke up. I woke up to this thing at five in the morning. Like, man, what is this? No. Uh, well. All right, guys. That's that's bad. That's, like, okay, I, I was okay with them mentioning everything until a point when, 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 when they said local police. You know, it's like. But it's, no, no, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay if we say it. It's okay if we say it. But it's so unfair if they say it. But I don't think that the travel advisory is targeted to us. I think it's targeted to the American citizens who come to visit. But come on, tourism is one of our largest revenues. And the UK just did whatever it did. You're yeah, no, no, like, I, I think for me the, the, the funniest thing was when, when the UK issued their advisory and, you know, we flexed and said, oh, this is unfair, and we also retaliated, and, and listen, then, I'm, I'm and then the US just hit us with this, I'm, I'm, and I was like, damn. I'm just waiting to see what, what the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Kenya is going to say. No, but, but, but on, on COVID, the, the cases have been, have been bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we must acknowledge. But then, um, the, the issues about insecurities that are mentioned in this U.S. travel, travel mm-hmm. advisory, it, it felt far-fetched. Yeah, it, very and very harsh. Ooh, but whoever, it, whoever wrote this seems to be that. <laughs> seems like it's harsh. very harsh. This is so harsh. Crime can happen at any time. Like, <laughs> like I mean, guys, come on. I think there's a place on. they mentioned, close your doors, your windows. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think there's a place they said you live in secure places. Wow. Anyway. Uh, but I feel like in terms of a response, um, we, we've seen the UK-Kenya scenario is already being uh, resolved, sort of. There is some discussions with the High Commissioner here and uh, the Foreign uh, Ministry, so that should be resolved. Um, it's it's sad when you go back to level four, uh, especially for US, because this is, this is the advisory that people there are going to read. And you know when it says things like you know uh, insecurities can happen anytime, and you know it, it's it it paints a very grim picture of the country. And, and, and you know what, Jackson? So, yeah. so yeah, let me just cut you. Sure. For, for for our listeners who are listening, if you're probably wondering what a level four is, a level four advisory basically, your the U.S. government is asking the citizens, it's warning the citizens <laughs> do not travel, do not travel because. <laughs> There are actually four levels. The first one is you exercise normal precautions. Uh-huh. The second one is exercise increased caution. Uh, you can then the third one is reconsider traveling, and then level four is do not travel. <laughs> like, 
they you're mean on your own. If, if, if you're going to if, if you want to travel to Kenya, they're basically putting a red flag and telling you just don't. no, don't. And here's the thing, yeah, you know, it not only tells people do not travel, it prohibits travel for government officials. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, guys, I, I personally think that maybe the US and the UK, they had a cup of coffee um, together and tea. then, yeah, some cup of tea because the UK guys actually like tea a lot. So maybe Jackson, mm-hmm. these guys just had a cup of tea somewhere and they mm-hmm. were like, ah, this time let's pick on Kenya. Because anyway. I don't know, but um, I think in the coastal areas that they've mentioned that we have terrorism, I don't know about you, but it's been, it's been long and I really hope it continues this way. Before we before we had an internal uh, yeah. terrorism attack, most yep. of what we've really seen happens um, either far at the border, but they're mentioning there are some coastal areas that. Really yeah, have but a but also we, we shouldn't dispute their intelligence because mm-hmm. again it's the US, so they they could have they could know what some it's things that we don't know. It's don't based know. on some Jackson, intelligence Jackson. somewhere. It's okay. Probably that, the wording you know, the, is not... The, the wording, the wording, the wording is terrible. The wording is not so on point. No. The wording is terrible. Oh, okay. they just Can we just agree on that? You guys, how many of you guys watch those movies where the US is always right? And any, any other country? <laughs> I think Jackson is one of them. But anyway, that's a story for another day. On a more regional level, mm-hmm. so... Um, the, Ni- the Security Exchange, the Security and Exchange Commission of Nigeria issued a notice yesterday um, against uh, unregistered online investment and trading platforms, especially those facilitating access to um, securities listed in foreign markets. And um, I was I was going through the notice earlier, and uh, it seemed like it seemed like it was more of a crackdown against these. Uh, Unregistered platforms that that are unregistered. What do you guys registered, think? Man. I don't. I, I feel Come like on it's. Guys, <laughs> can you just say what's wrong with Nigeria? <laughs> First, a crypto ban, eh? and then now, uh, quote unquote, a ban on. Um, this is this is straight up a ban on trading on unregistered online investment platforms. It's, it's, it's burning trading on global markets, except for yeah. f- through a few platforms. What is this? And, and the very few platforms that are left, because we know that, um, personally what I know is, the platforms that the Nigerian SEC was actually hitting on uh, were platforms like Bamboo, we have Trove, we have Chaka, Chaka mm-hmm. uh, Rise. These are things that have come up in the Nigerian space. Really so, innovative. So, so it's really, these are innovations that have come up and let guys actually access. And it's not like these are companies that were probably running away people's money. Um, an example, this is a company, like Bamboo has been around for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Right, right, Jackson? No, longer than that. Long, longer than yeah. one year. Two years, actually. Two years, and they've been providing access to, uh, to, to, to trading, and nobody has complained about them. So I'm wondering, we have apps that are being as innovative as any other app globally. And here in Nigeria, guys are... What's wrong with Nigeria? I feel like, I feel like it's one of those instances where... Um, someone went through some old regulations and found one line, then they ran away with it. Because if you look at what they are quoting um, in that in that in that um, sort of press release, is um, they are looking at maybe Ali can just help me read, read that out. The press release, sure. Yeah, on what on the on the specific uh, violation that they are saying these platforms have violated. Um, I'll just read the whole thing. 
the attention of the Securities and Exchange Commission has been drawn to the existence of several providers of online investment and trading platforms which purportedly facilitate direct access of the investing public in the Federal Republic of Nigeria to securities of foreign companies listed on securities exchange registered in other jurisdictions. These platforms also claim to be operating in partnership with capital market operators registered with the Commission. Yeah, uh, and I feel specifically where they say um, the Commission categorically states that by provision of uh, Section 67 to 70 of the Investment and Securities Act, uh, only foreign securities listed on any exchange registered in Nigeria may be issued, sold, or offered for sale and that is very or subscription limiting. to the Nigerian public. So essentially what they are saying, uh, for you to buy Apple stocks, Apple needs to be listed in the Nigerian stock exchange. Uh -huh. okay. My God, that is very limiting. <sighs> I think that's backward thinking for Nigeria. It's terrible. Because we have a lot of opportunities for... Uh, okay, maybe, maybe Nigeria... Maybe the SEC wants Nigerians to invest in Nigeria. But you see, the, the whole point is... And, and this is why Bitcoin will keep you know, getting attention. Because you put in place such punitive uh, laws and policies and people are basically going to sidestep all of those uh, regulations, all of those markets, all of those exchanges, whatever you're trying to make them use. And basically people will will, will start um, looking at crypto more keenly and they will start uh, basically uh, using crypto because then you can't regulate it. Uh, and if it's a P2P exchange, then you don't have visibility or even any control about what happens on those exchanges. So for me, I feel that, like that's, that's, that's a very terrible piece of legislation. I hope I hope it, it doesn't see any more traction than it already has. And we are only talking about it here because we feel it's, um, it's, it's setting up bad precedents uh, for the other regulators across uh, the continent. If anything, we should actually be looking at how do we then join all African exchanges into one? How do we allow me as a Kenyan citizen to buy Dangote uh, cement shares? without ever you know, being or setting a foot in Nigeria or talking to a broker in Nigeria. Those are the things that are going to make uh, sense for, um, for the African investor, for the young uh, African investor who wants an opportunity to make money. Uh, not telling me I can't invest in Apple because Apple is not listed on the Nigerian Securities Exchange. I feel that's, that's very, 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 very punitive of them. I think it's also really not uh, a good move because the majority of people who are playing in the industry are young people yeah well maybe even studied like for example bamboo the founders of bamboo they were originally studying outside the country then mm -hmm. decided to come back home and build products for in-house for their own countries and just it's, it's more or less closing doors for youths and for young people are innovating and building new exactly because because you know you know in the long run Whatever most people are really trying to do is to give, to bring in new and innovative ways to do new things. Um, an example is, uh, if, if, if a country has a trading system that is boring, <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I know where we, where you're okay, going no, with no, this, no, no. but I will let you finish. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> if, if if a country just has an updated system for trading and everything, and then you have an app. Um, or, or a platform, hypothetically, so, um, so so to speak, 
giving guys an easier way of accessing this data, an easier way of trading, an easier way generally of communicating and having access to information because most of these countries, mostly in Africa, you find that um, the market is made of old money where the old guys and the fund managers, those are the only people who have access to information and that those who can be able to trade ahead. So what really happens if you have a new information, a new way in which some innovative guy comes in, maybe Ali here or Eunice or Jackson comes in with a new way of, of accessing the market. Do you shut them down or do you let them integrate into the market? Because I believe what the SEC Nigeria should have done was to make a way that they could actually license these 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 market players. And and what the government never understands is that some of these are easier ways of getting revenue. These are ways in which you can decide and start getting a little bit of tax from every every trade that goes through the system. That's one way I was looking at, at it from. That's one way that the SEC Nigeria is not looking at it for. I think there's a lot of things that they should have done. There's a lot of opportunities. Uh, so guys, uh, my thoughts. I know I know we always have Nigerians on board. Maybe you can share your thoughts on the open forum, but I know that there's a lot of things that SEC Nigeria would have done that they have not considered. You don't just wake up one morning and just shut down an entire system. I think that's disappointing, mostly when it comes to uh, innovative ideas that younger people have really come up with. So it's not like regulations are bad, it's just that adapt those regulations to the changes in the growth. Here's the thing, yeah? Um, I think I think what's happening with the SEC is just a classic African government, or we've seen it in many other jurisdictions, including the one where I'm speaking from. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's simply a case of um, regulation needs to keep up with innovation. That's, that's the thing, because there's always going to be that new thing that, that needs regulation to stay out, out of its way for it, for it to work. And we're seeing it with you know, many, other, many other emerging investment opportunities. We're seeing it in crypto, even here locally. The regulators are still trying to, I don't know, understand and fit into the space, which is keeping up, uh, which is keeping, which is keeping away many investors into into such spaces, as well as many um, use cases, many companies that would actually start businesses in in those spaces. I think I think sometimes Af we in Africa, mm -hmm. we Africans, and us in Africa, and the regulations and the leadership sometimes we shoot our own foot. Look at the U.S. Robin Hood is supposed to go public this year. Coinbase. Going next, next five days. Exactly. <laughs> then you go to Nigeria. <laughs> same case, but opposite scenario. Because because I actually think companies like Bamboo, if they're given the opportunity, then they would actually go public. In if if they had if they're interested in with 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 the kind of um, generally the kind of experience I see guys commenting on and everything else, I think companies like Bamboo can actually go live and actually such companies trading on the. Nigerian stock exchange would be very good for Nigeria, not even us here in Kenya yeah. or anybody else, to be good for them. This is just the way when we started Mpesa some time back, um, I was not part of it, <laughs> this game. but when Kenya launched Mpesa, um, just the, the regulations really moving through and, and guys, um, generally Jackson, maybe you can take us through this. 
when Mpesa came in, the regulations were sort of amended. And I know the regulators, I know there were issues with central bank and everything, but later on, the regulators moved across and accepted the new mobile um, money system, right? And right now you're seeing where it is. So it's all about regulators accepting, accepting that not, we can no longer, we can't be printing papers every day when we can be able to send emails. Yeah. Yeah, we have to amend to I hope CMA will, will want to No, follow. CMA have a sandbox. Awesome. So, step in the right direction. Do you, does, um, SEC Nigeria, please. <laughs> <laughs> we are waiting, we are waiting we for the CBK, sandbox. CBK sandbox that would actually allow uh, Bitcoin and cryptos because that's more their forte. Store yeah. value, transfer of money, payments. Yeah, so that would be it interesting. Would be awesome. Yeah, in the I think in the same spirit. Um, I know I know we finished talking about Kenya, but then this is this is definitely worth uh, a mention. Eliud Kipchoge's NFT, which which fetched um, slightly over thirty seven um, thirty seven thousand USD to be exact thirty seven thousand dollars three hundred and fifty one thirty seven thousand three hundred fifty one dollars seven cents. Which is which is around, it's around four million, and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Do we have any other NFTs um, sold in Kenya? First of all, first of all, just take a minute hey. to appreciate Eliud. Let's, let's appreciate. <laughs> let's appreciate the king. Ah, is Eliud is really a trailblazer. Like if if you if you're looking at um, athletes and sports and brand ambassadors, Eliud has done a lot for for this country. Um, from the signature shoes, uh, you know, the Ineos run, and now uh, an NFT. I, I feel like he's he's really pushing uh, the boundaries beyond what you know um, what a, an athlete needs to be. And if you look at, <clears throat> and again, this is a case of this is a very this is where I get um, I get sort of conflicting <laughs> feelings because if you look at LEDs, you you wouldn't think that he would be open to investing in you know uh, in, didn't see this in this crypto space so if you if you, if you look at him actually um, I can imagine that pitch where he was told you know what you could set up one of your your marathon wins as an NFT and you know he's he's like what's an NFT probably you know <laughs> uh, and for him to actually go through with it and set it up that's 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 really 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 good and you know it shows way and it opens the door for more artists, uh, athletes, uh, content creators to actually now explore the NFT space because as we said, um, most people actually, many people believe that uh, the NFT is, uh, NFTs are going to empower artists more, uh, they're going to earn much more money from NFTs uh, than they would say from uh, selling the music and I know we this is just a discussion that we've had a few times, it's, it's an ongoing uh, discussion that we are having about uh, how can you know creators artists tap into that space and his was a very creative way to tap into the nft space and um, seeing them actually raise that much money uh, it was really really cool and the good thing is um, the nft is actually the underlying asset is ether mm -hmm. so he probably now holds like 17 ethers uh, and as you know when that rally comes that uh, that ether value is going to appreciate. So if I were him, I would hold. <laughs> so can, hold, we say, hold. can we say like Kipchoge has literally run away with it? 
yeah, but, but, but also I, I think uh, I actually thought he was the first Kenyan to uh, to put up an NFT, but I'm just following some thread on Twitter about a couple of artists um, that have actually already sold some NFT. So it's quite interesting. We'll definitely look so do like uh, yeah, we will we'll definitely do a list, compile a list of uh, people artists that have actually sold NFTs and share that in the group. And people right. who can. And people who can. Uganda music. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think just to mention on, on Kipchoge, I think that Kipchoge is is his one guy. I don't know, man. If if, if, if you're close to Kipchoge, tell give him a pat on the back. Tell him to drink some more water. But as Eric has mentioned, I would have loved to know how that conversation went. <laughs> you know, you can go into NFT. What is NFT? Non-fungible tokens. So, I mean, to be a really interesting conversation. Oh yeah, but oh man, that's so sad. But anyway, let's 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 celebrate but him for today. You, you know what? Here's the thing, yeah. Um, Kip, Kipchoge Kipchoge's NFT went for around uh, 37,000 USD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys know that his fashion feature was worth around 48k. What? On the, GQ. You guys oh, remember? the GQ one? Yes. Uh-huh. That, that fashion... That one. That one. That guy is a businessman. He's making good I feel moves. Like, I feel like Kipchoge might be old school, but he's quite open to, you know, exploring yeah, new yeah, ideas. Yeah, and Damn, and but those, for me, for those me, clothes. Actually, my concern is, <laughs> uh, I don't know about you guys, but... What's Kevin looking? What angle is Kevin looking? <laughs> at? Ah, that was my question. Don't mention is, it. Will it be taxed? Oh, guys, if if you if you're from Kerry and you're listening, forget 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 we said. <laughs> if, if you haven't thought of this before, they know about open yeah, seas. Yeah, please. It's it's going to take them a while before they find out about open seas. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, actually talking about Kare, uh, t- today I've seen emails uh, being shared by DigitalOcean. Uh, they're also introducing the VAT uh, from first May. Uh, on you know, so if uh, so, DigitalOcean is a cloud hosting uh, service. So I use them a lot for my uh, for hosting my uh, web applications and services. So they're also imposing the tax. Uh, this follows Google, uh, who put up the tax on on Play Store. Google, uh, YouTube, Facebook, um, Twitter not yet, but if, if you see all these big companies, expect your Netflix to add your VAT. So we also need to see Spotify Explore, launched. Yep, Spotify, Amazon, Netflix, you're probably going to get a 16% VAT charge. So we, we are paying EMF slowly. Now that uh, we are expecting Kipchoge to hodl, mm. Um, my man. Jackson, the, uh, the listing where uh, celebrities would, would list their brands. Mm-hmm. Can we have Kipchoge list one day when, when that actually? We are working on it. Yeah. We are working on that exchange. Me and my friend Sam Lesin. <laughs> Meanwhile, um, let's talk about uh, the, the Coinbase listing. Um, for the new guys, um, Coinbase is actually planning to list on the on the fourteenth. It's um it's an American cryptocurrency exchange platform, and just a few days before, you know, before the listing, they reported quite impressive numbers. Yeah. So um for 2021 Q1, they reported revenues of um, around 1.8 1.8 billion of dollars, which is quite a jump. This is this is more revenue than they did in the whole of in the whole of 2020. Yeah. And um. <coughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at a graph here on an article on Kenyan Wall Street. Their revenues for Q1 
2019 was 66 you know, 66 million compared to q1 2021 which is 1.8 b um and also they just apart from the apart from the revenues they also reported um quite quite a number of um, monthly users around 6 million 56 56, yeah. 56 million in total, 6 million monthly yeah. transacting users. Yeah. What do you guys um, expect from from the listing? And um, here's the thing: I'm sure I'm sure all of us here have looked at the scenarios, you know, from the realistic. I'd like to call it realistic, optimistic, pessimistic, and the fact that Coinbase makes money th only through um, commissions, right? Do you guys expect them to report such numbers continuously? This is not investment advice. Yeah, this is not investment <laughs> advice, guys. But That's please, legal. guys, the IPO is on the 14th. Get those Coinbase shares. All right. <laughs> no, on a light note. Anyway, uh, for me, I've, I've, I've been a supporter of Coinbase. Uh, I think I've, I've, I've not been afraid to say this. Um, they're the first, they're not the first crypto exchange to be listed. Canada has listed a, a couple, um, but obviously the U.S. markets get more press, more uh, more media coverage. And the fact that their Q1 earnings, uh, the 1.8 billion is, it dwarfs the whole of 2020 earnings, just shows you uh, at what point the company is in terms of um, of growth and also just uh, processing or the GMV, if, if, if you're going to call it that. Because um, it's at a time where cryptos are getting more exposure to more people, more people are learning about crypto, more people want to get involved in crypto. But again, there's that always that underlying risk about volatility with crypto. So for me, Coinbase is that um, publicly listed company that would appeal to uh, institutional guys, to um, sober-minded <laughs> uh, investors who want to an exposure to the crypto uh, industry, but still want that um, sort of fundamentals that you have to have as a company to actually ensure that you are public or uh, you are trading on the uh, Nasdaq, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Um, Jackson, maybe just to... I think I, I, I agree with you that um, I know you and I, we, we're definitely going to find one way or another to subscribe to, to the IPO. Um, we're going to buy a little bit of Coinbase just to see how it is. And guys, please, if you don't want to buy, don't buy. Uh, that's, that, that's fine. Uh, once again, do your research before you buy. But Jackson, you know, the returns that we're talking about, the returns that we have for Coinbase, most of them, if we start off, we saw at least this has been one of the largest uh, transactions for Bitcoin the, yeah. the last quarter, yeah. where we saw companies like um, Tesla, MicroStrategy. Mm -hmm. And actually today there's news about MicroStrategy. Uh, buying BTC, we, we've actually seen um, companies, um, banks like um, HSBC, actually give guys that they will not <coughs> they change their strategies on, um, on, on companies that are either trading or, or, um, or relating to BTC. My concern is if companies like HSBC, um, and I think there's a post that has been shared on the investors forum, um, we, 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 we don't know if this will also apply to companies like Coinbase. Um, yeah, they, they might. Will they, will they really allow their clients to 
probably be able to trade on this to make payments to these cryptocurrency platforms because if such happens and this is likely to affect coinbase as a company and also to start off are we going to accept are we going to see other companies like standard chartered jp morgan are they going to are they going to come in um, and also probably uh, follow suit the same way hsbc has done because if those really play then we're seeing a different story for coinbase this might be the largest um really hope coinbase doesn't turn out to be home africa <laughs> where, where you, list, you list at a higher price and then and then it comes out yeah. more so i'm really hopeful that that will not be able to happen but just uh, maybe if you just share your thoughts if such a scenario would, would really would happen do you think there's still prospects for micro strategy for for, for coinbase yeah Sorry, again for me for me uh, again if you look at if you look at the crypto industry uh, so of course it's being largely driven by uh, Bitcoin because of the high market cap but there's 6,000 other you know coins there's altcoins there's lots of stable coins that are getting more popular and the beauty about coinbase is that is that it's for the industry so you're going to buy uh, it's it's where people are trading all of these coins all of these um, you know so 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 for for me yes in as much as such news is going to affect them and they might put in place a, a few uh, policies and guidelines but i think uh, overall um, overall as a company i i do not think they're going to uh, to be that much affected because again um, there's ethereum and and there's I think we only just saw quite recently the Chinese company, you know, uh, being one of the first to publicly uh, buy large sums of Ethereum and make it uh, publicly known. So, um, in as much as we've seen large transactions on uh, on Bitcoin, we're going to see much more large transactions on the other coins as well, and that is going to play still play to Coinbase's advantage because then it's a platform for buying all these. Uh, different uh, cryptos and and coins uh, so for me that's that's why i'm bullish about them because um, yes you can get exposure to a specific uh, stable coin or a specific uh, say bitcoin or another altcoin uh, but that could be very volatile but if i get an exposure to the whole industry or to, to a whole exchange uh, that's dealing with uh, those uh, coins then at least for me you know it gives me that um, uh, sort of uh what do i call it comfort little bit of comfort right um i i think that maybe for 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 those of you who are wondering just um a discussion on cryptocurrency we had one last week on wednesday and i know there is a recorded version which will be shared uh, on and it's also available on isa app you can just be able to click on it and listen on it i think maybe i'd, I'd just say that maybe in my personal opinion i think I'd buy Coinbase, but it's something to watch out for, mostly with these new developments that we're seeing with, mm-hmm. with, with a few um, companies clawing back on, on, on regulations uh, um, dealing with cryptos. I think this also indirectly means governments are most likely really trying one way or another to control uh, crypto as much as they can, though they cannot be able to fully control, but that could be another possibility. Because if regu- if regulators can 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 maybe have a, a, a drawback through regulations to mostly these financial institutions like banks, which are very important when processing payments for cryptos, 
then we we are, we are likely to see regulators use this as a means of stopping the the crypto wave. But I think the wave is here. There's no way they're going to stop it. <laughs> I'm actually. Did um, you just invalidate your earlier point? Apart from apart from Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Nigeria, I think there I I don't know, but I think it would be so hard for countries like the U.S. to stop uh, crypto because we already see companies. Um, unless we have another Elon Gate, but or, or if you're wondering what an Elon Gate is, if a scandal ever caught Elon Musk, <laughs> it would be called Elon Elon Gate. But, but stop but, the monologue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think uh, I think what what I'm what I what I find really really interesting about the, the upcoming Coinbase uh, listing is well beyond everything that has been shared is their support and um, their support towards uh, Defi. Earlier today, they actually announced that they joined uh, Defi Alliance, mm-hmm. an open association mm-hmm. for for Defi startups. Today, and yes, ah, okay. it was actually it's it's yesterday. And um, I remember the, in the earnings call, the CEO said that they will be adding more assets uh, and giving people more access to decentralized financial fi- financial applications. Yeah. Uh, what do you think this this means, especially for um, retail investors on, on on Coinbase? I think again, uh, this is a discussion that we had uh, from the Wednesday session about beyond just uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, which everyone at least or most people know. There's a whole industry uh, in crypto. There's lots of stable coins. Uh, we saw US, US, USD, uh, C, USD Cash, getting the visa, uh, being able to, to get a partnership with Visa, where Visa will be using, uh, is it Visa, if I'm not wrong, Felix? Visa, USD yes. Cash uh, as, as, as their network and yes USDC <laughs> sorry <laughs> so there's there's lots of stable coins that you know are, are getting um, a lot of a lot of actual use cases uh, besides that there's also lots of um, other uh, blockchain uh, protocols beyond just uh, ethereum uh, you know that are also gaining uh, much more use use cases uh, i know binance uh, as a platform as a trading app binance also have their coin you know they have their own full uh, protocol and there's there's a lot of applications so coinbase allowing people to adding assets that to those that they currently have will just expose the retail investors to more uh, than just your usual BTCs uh, and Ether. Uh, so in the long term, it's, it's actually a good, it's a net good for, for anyone who, who's looking to, to invest or to just have a learning and a view of the crypto space if they're actually able to bring on board more, um, more assets. All right. Um, I think as we close, maybe we can uh, we can look at how the markets performed this week. Felix. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I I think when we look at uh, local market performance, at times it's very depressing. <laughs> but really, um, I think it's good. So this week, first of all, to start off, we're seeing. Um, Safaricom declined about 2%. Safaricom was close today's trading at um, 36 shillings and 30 cents. 
down from 37 shillings and 5 cents where it was earlier um which was at, as a Friday, as a Thursday last week remember once again that last week the trading week ended um on Thursday it was a short trading week because of the Easter break uh, looking uh, generally, if you're looking on the index performance, we saw the all share index decline about 1%. We also seen um, the 25 share index also down about 1.1%, and the 20 share index uh, gained marginally by just 0.23%. Uh, On the performance, um, I'd really want to note that we're seeing the gain as we're seeing uh, Bank of Kigali, that's BK Group. Uh, lead this week by gaining about 18.5%. Um, I think investors in the country are really optimistic about BK, but I think we're looking at Bank of Kigali from, um, I think the population and also the growth for BK group is still relatively small as compared to most of our big banks. Um, I know one of the main things that most investors are trying to look for is in dividends for BK group. Um, I wish you guys all the best as we, as we move in. But coming for price, those guys who bought Bank of Kigali lower than 20 shillings, you guys must actually be swimming in the money right now. Very good for you. Uh, on the other hand, we also see Total, another thing that I'd mentioned. Um, Total, notably, Total is also coming up, gaining about 7.6% in terms of price um, appreciation. And um, on the loser's side... <laughs> <laughs> Felix, I have a question. Yes, please. What's happening with Uchumi? So yesterday someone traded those those about 755k volumes of Uchumi, Uchumi shares traded and it was among the top losers uh, and then today I see it reverses that trend. It's actually the, <laughs> the top gainer today <laughs> with about 115k shares traded. What's can going I, on? Can I really say something? Uh-huh. And please, this is a disclaimer for if you're a regulator or anybody else. But I honestly think Uchumi, Uchumi could be delisted, should be delisted. But I also think we can pull a GameStop on Uchumi. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if we decided as retail investors, and once again, remember this is not an investment advice, but <laughs> if we decided to push Uchumi back up to just one shilling, because Uchumi is racing to zero, uh, we've seen Uchumi is trading now at levels of zero point around twenty one cents, guys. Okay, so I Felix, it's scary. imagine with twenty shillings you can buy a hundred shares of Uchumi. Felix, yeah. so hypothetically, <laughs> you're going to be Ryan Chui, so we are going to appoint you as <laughs> as the chairman <laughs> if if we are doing a GameStop on, on on Uchumi. But now, what what assets do they have? What physical assets do they have? Uh, first of all, Jackson, <laughs> let me just comment that yesterday when Uchumi traded about 755,000 shares, uh-huh. they were worth 158,000 Kenya shillings. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Uchumi, guys. Uchumi is the home of value, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's not value for investors, so... Uh, <sighs> so today, today we see Uchumi has gained about 9.5%. I think which mean mainly apart from the land that they have, which they actually have. Do they have land? So they still they, that should they, be. They wanted to sell it, but uh-huh. then at the same time, they already have issue with that land. Mm. Um, they don't have any more physical stores. They don't have any physical assets. They don't have any, they stores. Don't have any stores. So, so I don't know, guys. I don't know, guys. Ma- maybe for for, maybe for 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 those of you guys who are trading. I don't know about you, but 
maybe if you, you can tell us in the comment section whether it's on hisa app whether it's on the investors open forum please why are you trading with Chumi? i'd really want to know you know at least we had gamestop when the rally was picking up they still had some dvds selling in some stores let me let me, tell you, let me tell you let me tell you let me tell you gamestop actually have a legit legit play in store yeah. Rancho is not is not is not a madman because what he wants to do is he wants to digitize all those stores for gaming so eventually i don't know what 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 the plan his his long-term plan is but all those stores that they actually have he wants to actually turn them into some sort of di digital distribution system for gaming products and that's why he was appointed chairman this week so i wouldn't it it's, it's not such a bad company and then let, let me just read for you guys something uh, if you go to Uchumi Supermarkets on Twitter, Uchumi Supermarkets PLC, <laughs> the tagline for Uchumi is Uchumi is Kenya's leading supermarket chain since 1976. Is it every company in Kenya a leading company? Every company leading. <laughs> but I, I honestly think that, in an honest opinion, I think let's accept it. Uchumi and Kenya air businesses. No, even putting Uchumi at the level of KQ is degrading KQ too much. <laughs> no, it's degrading Uchumi too much. <laughs> oh man. I think something is happening. See their Twitter posts, they're still active. Yeah, they're, they're actually in 2021. And Uchumi is very active. That means they When was the last time they tweeted? Fourth, second uh, <coughs> of April. Second April? Yeah, this year. Someone knows something we don't know. This guy who's buying 700. <laughs> 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 Um, KQ. Speaking of KQ, um, of course, as as we wrap up, just just an update in case you missed it. Uh, the shares were suspended. The, the suspension, the suspension was extended for for nine months. Uh, so it looks. I'm sorry, Felix. It looks like we're not getting over with KQ anytime soon. I I, I honestly wish the government would bring back KQ. I think we can pull. Uh, a GME on KQ. Yeah, that one we can. That one we can. On KQ we can. KQ, we can push that price from five shillings where it was at, at close of trading, all the way up to maybe about a hundred. I think KQ is possible. But Uchumi, man, ratio zero. And you know, you know one thing is that previously there was a capital market act that, I think previously there was a clause that stopped stocks from trading at lower than zero. It's because of the multiples that were there. On, on the previous trading, right now a stock can trade as zero uh, as low as zero point zero one. Yeah. <sighs> Sad news, man. Sad news. So, so you'd imagine when we talk about Uchumi is racing to zero, it's possible. Jackson, what do you think? Should we? No, we're not calling shots on Uchumi. It's still the home of value. It's still the leading. Yeah. Supermarket in Kenya. And 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 then they still have just um I saw. Um, uh, Ali asked, and I'm just seeing that Uchumi still has uh, the Langata Hyper open. I don't know because, okay, no comment. Yeah, um, I think I think we'll close with that. Uh, for Chris, just to answer you, Chris Xavier is asking on the panel who was old enough to gain from KQ when it had three digits. <laughs> None of us here. <laughs> uh, not when it had three digits, but I can tell you categorically that 
I bought uh, KQ and made gains a few times, and then I bought KQ and got locked. <laughs> so, so, so that I can tell you, it's it's just the same experience we had with ARM. Um, but I luckily, luckily enough, I wasn't locked in ARM. But I know guys who bought ARM. Um, I have a friend who bought ARM, made money. Uh, I don't know if Billy is on the chat, <laughs> but okay, he's, 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 I don't know if Billy, but I have a friend, he's in the chat, his name is Billy. Why are you uh, reminding him of he's, his he's, No, because he, he always tells tough me, days. Whenever, whenever I want to share bad experience on the market, I can share it for him. Uh, <laughs> Billy, Billy bought ARM, and, and we made money, um, we bought ARM when it was, I think, at three shillings, went all the way up to about five shillings, then ARM dropped again, and he loaded more, and then... It was picking up because IFC was coming to inject more capital in ARM. And that Friday, I remember Billy bought uh, <laughs> a huge chunk of shares. And, and then that was the last time because on Saturday, there was the liquidation notice that came in. ARM was being put under administration. I don't know, but Billy, hold on, guys. <laughs> Diamond hands, remember, don't forget. Right. Um, I think we're going to close close the episode um, at that um, for the guys contributing for the uh, in the discussion um, live on telegram uh, Chuck Sam Ryan Kaptich David Damaka if this was me Isha Linion Martins SCGJM uh, John we thank you so much for joining today's discussion um, if you if you if you're new here or if you're going to listen to this podcast after it as on our Spotify, on um, Google Podcast, or on Hisa. Remember to check out Hisa app. I'm seeing some quite quite some good good insights on um, on the experience on Hisa app and ways we can uh, improve the application. Thank you so much for the, for feedback. Um, we appreciate you. And before I close on, um, our CEO has a comment to give. Eunice, please. Which comment? <laughs> <laughs> There's lots. You're, supp- you're supposed to talk about Angers Awards. Ah, uh, oh yeah. So there is. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the Angers Awards that we are posting on the Kenyan Wall Street platform. We launched and we announced the top ten women to watch in banking and finance. Uh, you can check them out. Um, I think if you if you can just Google Angers Awards uh, top ten winners, you'll see. Then you can go through them, read their profiles. And we'll be holding the official online ceremony, thanks to COVID, uh, in Ju- on June 8th. And we'll share the invites here so you guys can participate. Uh, other news, uh, please don't forget to download HISA. I don't know if Mwakaneno has said. Don't forget <laughs> to download HISA, engage, ask questions. Uh, let's continue being curious. I have a question. Should. When are we buying shares on HISA? That's the question that always keeps up keeps coming up actually, actually <laughs> for yes. us we were really hoping to buy the ipo for coinbase through hisa mm-hmm. but i know i know i know we'll, we'll buy robin hood through hisa yeah definitely 100 percent. Right. yeah okay as we wait for that um let's keep the discussion up going thank you so much for joining today's discussion goodbye now bye guys see you next week <laughs>